0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I've chosen this time to speak with you all just to see how you all have been. As for me personally, I'm doing pretty well. But today, in the third part of my series called Meditation Speeches, I'll be discussing with you my years in middle school, for for instance. If you all ask me um, what were my best years in high school, well, I can tell you this. Uh, since this speech I am reciting to you all is completely off script and in, and in my own words, I will have to say that my 7th and 8th grade years were like the best years of my entire mid-school year since I was there from 1993 to early 1996. If you all didn't know me well, back in my mid-school years, I was a pretty different person. Yeah, I was mainly a bookworm with my head reading about foreign countries and learning about the geography, the history, reading encyclopedias and dictionaries, of course. But I still do remember from late 1994 it was when I first got into Great Britain. It was in the uh, middle school library where I went to. Well, first of all, since I was in the uh, BIMP program, you know, the behavior inter- intervention program, where students who have personal issues like anger issues or even kind of other kind of um, educational issues would often go to. But with me, I was more like the uh, gifted person that was accepted. So they did put us back back then on a level system. And what I remember is I actually was on that level system myself since I have a learning disability. Besides me being a very highly high functioning autistic person, who's also a memory savant, but I was like one of the gifted people accepted there, as I mentioned to you before. So, anyways, it was at the uh, in the library of the middle school I went to in late 1994 when I read a book called The Story of Scotland Yard. I was like so into the English police officers back then that I nearly f- almost forgot where I was and what I was doing, but that's okay. Well, it was by then I got interested into Great Britain and watching uh, PBS shows like Mystery, whether it offered like the adventures of Hoku Parole and uh, especially Sherlock Holmes and and even uh, Prime Suspect back then when they had it on, on the show on that kind of show on PBS every Sunday evening back then. But with me, I was like so very intrigued by it that I soon read every encyclopedia that had pictures of English police officers back then. While I was in the seventh grade, we used to take uh, huge field trips to places of educational value, which, according to the other people, I was in my classroom. First of all, my seventh grade teacher was a was a Finnish descent, and she was yes, it was a lady, and she was uh, kind of like really encouraging me just to do much better, do better than life than most other people would. So we thank her for that. So yeah, so I used to stay after school, help out for a bit, even joined one of their uh, specialized um, endurance programs back then. I was uh, mainly, mainly of a more educational brat. I liked to be in school. I used to be uh, five times on the, my mid school's honor roll and it did extremely well that even impressed the entire principal and other staff people back then. we used to take this one field trip called the Cornstalk Institute since my 7th grade teacher and all the other teachers at the special ed department at my mid-school back then were all big nature fanatics. Used to do this lower and high ropes. And I used to remember this one girl that I met. Her name was Tabitha. And for her, she was... Uh, since, she, since I was in the... Uh, Seventh grade, I was. She was in sixth grade, and hopefully new to the program. Yeah, there was this one time I would her. I would her in a race, and all of a sudden she's all quickly, uh, like we were almost at each other's throats until we were actually were getting a lot better than most other kids would. So I just remember my friends back then. Uh, most of the kids back back when I had them in my. Classroom were like not pre up to par to my intelligence, but they were good students. Although every kid had back then had its own annoying little brat. Mine was David J, as we call him. He was a Jehovah's Witness who didn't seem to want to participate in any of the events back then, but. But um fortunately though I was kinda of like a more encouraging him. He was a bit of a loner and usually keep to himself. Matthew Kovard was another friend of mine who got me interested into the uh, studying about the Bismarck, you know, the uh, German World War Two era pocket battleship that was if someone infamously sunk by the uh, British Royal Navy during the Battle of the Atlantic in 1941 after it had sank another infamous um, British warship of that era called the HMS Hood and drove off the HMS Prince of Wales back then in the Denmark Strait, which is kind of like a a strait that was located between Greenland and Iceland back then. So that's you all, if you all know your Second World War history, which... I pretty much am impressed you all do, but he also had a ship known as the Tear Pits, which was pretty dang hard to destroy if you you were trying to bomb it, so. So anyhow, he also got me interested for a while into the Titanic, the luxury ship that sank in April 1912 because it smacked into an iceberg. Dubbed the unsinkable ship back then, but surely wasn't unsinkable back then, so they were extremely wrong at that point. So so anyways, uh, I still remember my principal back then. Her name was Jean Harlow, huge Star Trek fan, one I liked pretty well, and got to see her in a nice Next Generation-era Starfleet uniform. She looked pretty good on it. But I do wonder if I told her if uh, since I like the Romulans, probably might think I'm nuts. But that's okay. That's how I am these days. So and me, well, let's just continue on with me for a bit. So back with back to this uh, address I'm addressing to you all. So anyways, we would spend every last week of last weeks of school at this uh, canyon uh, cabin over there in the woods. And I do remember one time while I was still in seventh grade, uh, Tabitha wanted to talk talk to me in the hallway. And uh, I was reading a book called Rich is Scary's Busy, Busy World that he had published back during the 60s. So we had a nice conversation about soaps and hers was like something uh, – you will find from a motel or a hotel, but so what I remember about Tabitha was, um, she was fairly younger than I am. She was, uh, she usually rode the school bus after, uh, after school in the afternoon on the way home. And she, she and her family used to live out of a black van and, uh, I don't know if she had a family, of course, but I kind of feel bad for her back then. So when she went swimming, she had a one-piece bathing suit, which was actually a ballet leotard that was black. And and one time I got to see her wear a dress. So that was kind of like for a photo op. but. But the only thing odd about her is that she had a big, huge anger problem with her teacher for some reason. Can't say that you blame her, but, but, um, that's how she was back then. So, so anyhow, by eighth grade year, they stuck me with a male teacher. Um, so again, I was on the uh, level system, which, uh, when I, when I went into the eighth grade back then, I, uh. I was actually on level four, suddenly on level five, and then all of a sudden they just get they just became like so frustrated with me because since I'm since I was heavily thought I was gifted that I that they that they, the school administration people back then at the special ed department decided to take me off their label system for a while. And it worked. Well, I do remember this one PE teacher. A P E teacher to be exact. Yes, I was in the 8th grade. Tabitha was probably in the 7th grade by then. And he was originally from uh, Hasselby, Sweden, or Hasselholm in Sweden, which is kind of like in the southern part of the country where where um, nothing ever happens. So at least he was near Denmark and the Baltic Sea, if you all know your world geography, especially, especially near places like Germany and Poland. He can almost see Russia through his own backyard, but what I remember about my a, my APE teacher from Sweden is that um, he was nice, taught me a lot about his language. Yes, at one time, I, since I was interested in Great Britain, and uh, one time I, I was even had a big, huge interest into this country, the Kingdom of Sweden. Or the Kongegarriet Savaria, as they would call it in Swedish, or Svenisk. So, well, anyhow, back to the, back to the speech I'm assigned to you all. And what I remember about him was that uh, one time I was doing a book report. Since I was, I usually come to school with an encyclopedia because my mother gave me a encyclopedia set instead of encyclopedias for Christmas. They were like 1986, 1987 published, something like that. But back when I was a kid. So anyhow, one time I was doing, I was reading a, a encyclopedia school and my eighth grade teacher was so infuriated by seeing me with a book in my hand that he made me do a book report about the country of Sweden. I had to cover the entire country's history, geography, um, defense status you know all that typical stuff so I did that for him and, and guess what happened you give he gave me a big huge A++ on it and that's from my Swedish APE teacher well he befriended me I got to play with his uh, childhood games said it was I was pretty good in, in, in a few of them for some reason. I guess I was a natural, but one time, and all that. So, yeah, he used to tell me about his boyhood years. First 18 years he was in Stockholm and told me about the entire city. And uh, used to have this place, I don't know where it was in Stockholm, but it had a big, huge cannonball stuck in the stuck in the wall of it. I thought it was kinda of amusing, but I don't know if that place still exists. Including a revolving restaurant called Globin, as they would call it. They'll have like almost three hundred and sixty degree pan views of the country. Or should I say the capital city. So well anytime any well anyways, one time he told me that His uh, former home in Sweden, southern Sweden, would shake because of, because of a Swedish-made Saab Draken fighter jet will fly over. So, yeah, they were um, masters at technology and defense stuff. So we have to give them credit. So. But with them protesting about the climate change, the global warming crisis that really doesn't exist, well, shame on them. So, so. maybe one is is I do hope to God that they do learn that there's no such thing as a global climate crisis or whatever blah 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 that they're believing from, from their own leaders. So. Well, anyway, one well, of my fondest. Um, memories I have of me being in 8th grade is that yes I continued my research into Great Britain one time the social worker I was with um, gave me these toothpick flags I also started collecting flags by the way with the new principal her name was Jean Garley who usually gave me a flag it's a very special bus reward so made all the other students jealous so so That was me back then. Usually the educated, gifted type, but not romantic type. I even had an outside class I had to go to. I was like mainstreaming to to the entire uh, mid-school population, which I did almost extremely well, but scared of living crap out of the teachers I um, went to class with. So... So anyhow, back to back to what I was telling you about. And one time we were at the swimming pool, since we all used to walk there, and he gave me this shirt that he used to participate in marathon running all over Stockholm. And by then, it was in early 1996, right before I went to high school, and and uh, he won, he gave it to me because he was—he gave that to me as something, as he was something to remember him by, and and uh, by then I never forgot his face. As for Tabitha, well, I don't know if she changed a lot. But just hope they did. But the only my fondest memory of her before I went to ninth grade at Manzano High School by late nineteen ninety six was she gave me this book about um, an influence event in the Second World War. It's called uh, "The Miracle of Dunkirk." It was about the Battle of France and Dunkirk and all those French and British soldiers that were saved by Winston Churchill's uh, flotilla during Operation Dynamo back in May to June of 1940. So she too gave me that. That's something I'm I'm hurt by, but, you know, how she was, she had blonde hair. I mean, uh, brown hair and, uh, okay, dirty blonde hair and uh, bluish eyes. Not the last time I saw her. Quite a unique kid for her age, but I just hope that she, she's doing well in life. Especially for her family's sake. So, anyways, it was back, back then in the eighth grade, I started collecting world flags. I now have enough, over 200 say the least so yeah ladies and gentlemen this is what I was back then when I was in my mid school years just nothing but a big huge bookworm who dressed up like he's a student from another country but that's how I was very different person I usually didn't talk to much people but at least I had my head full of hopes and dreams for my own future is that would be pretty interesting if I had a chance to relive it all, but who knows? Maybe someday you would like to experience something like that. But nowadays time travel seems is virtually impossible or a likely endeavor. And if it was possible, time travels usually go backwards, not forwards in time, but unless if you would freeze yourself. Well, I just want to say this concludes my uh, third episode of my series called Meditation Speeches About My Life Story. Good day to you all, everyone. May God bless all of us, our children, especially our plant. And remember, I really want you to think, not panic.